0: Hello, my name is Pastor Mark Sturmer with The Church International, and I would just like to say welcome to our podcast. I know God wants to use this to speak something very positive into your life. I know this will encourage you, help you grow in your walk with the Lord. And look, if you enjoy this, leave a review, make sure you share it with someone, and go ahead and subscribe so that you won't miss out on any of the messages that God wants to communicate to you. Well, look, God bless. Get ready. Lean in and watch what the Lord is about to do. Amen. Well, look, we have this thing that we do in our family, the Sturmer family. Uh, We play a game, and I don't know if many of you are familiar with this game, but the game is called Order the Odds. Who's familiar with the game?
1: Unfortunately. Like no one? (laughs) Okay, a few people.
0: Uh, We play this game called What Are the Odds? And uh, basically what the game is, essentially it's a way to get people to do things they normally wouldn't do. You know, so instead of just daring someone to do something, it. it creates a game out of it, and you can get people to do stuff they normally wouldn't do. Essentially, you just both, you set a number, you guess a number. If the number's the same or adds up, you have to do what you said. Otherwise, That's the code of the game. You got... To do it, and we play this all the time. But in all honesty, I say the family yeah, reality no. only the guys play it. That's right. Ha- don't do that. Peyton has has a female in the family literally ever Maybe played? Sarai. No, he said Maybe no. Sarai. The, uh, the girls don't play it because they don't it's like to nonsense. have fun. All right, the boys play it because it's <laughs> Fun we,
1: nonsense. You see where we're? We she like said nonsense. Thing. I said, said have fun. fun. <laughs> all
0: right, but look, we're gonna show y'all how the game goes this morning. Just so y'all experience it. We're gonna play. Okay, can you do this for Jesus? <laughs> How much do you love Jesus? Mm-hmm. Enough to play this game. Mm-hmm. All right, that's what I thought. All right, uh, let's see. Um, L, what are the odds that you make bird noises like a bird in the morning right here right now?
1: We So we like actually have to
0: Yeah, play. like make bird noises. What are the odds? Come on, do it for Jesus. You need to get a picture of this. Do it for right? Jesus. Come okay, on. Okay, okay. Jesus, Jesus. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right. All right. What ready? are the odds? Um <laughs> no, not three. three, not doing so three. That. I'm gonna do mm, seven.
0: That is really low. All right, seven. Okay. Here we go. Oh God. Too stressed. Oh, no, All right, no. here we go. I'm gonna say three, two, one, oh. and we say our number. You got your number? <laughs> All right, ready? Three, two, one, two. Four. All right, It didn't have it. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, but now we have to play it in reverse at the same odds because I made the deer. Deer. Okay, let me pick my number. All right, I got it. Count, count down. Odds are seven.
1: Three, I don't know, three, three,
0: I don't two, know what my number
1: one. is. Okay, three, two, one, two. Five,
0: okay. Oh, that oh, equals God. seven. All right, so I have to do it. All right, um, my best bird noises, okay. I wasn't prepared to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see if I can make a bird noise. Okay, okay, all right, here we go, here we go.
1: No, bird noise.
0: That was pretty good. That was pretty good. You did great. I'll be signing uh, anything you want in the foyer after. You're uh, recording. So essentially, essentially, that's how the game goes. And sometimes, as you've witnessed this morning, sometimes you lose this game. And I am known in the family for playing for almost anything that is not illegal or immoral. Am I like right? ridiculous, Like, I will almost play for anything. If it's not Because, come on, like, that's the fun of the game. It's the risk of it. You know, just the adrenaline you get. And sometimes... I lose to some crazy stuff, and I I have to do some crazy stuff. So I actually have a video of probably my greatest loss I've ever experienced in this game, and uh, I have it for y'all to watch this morning. All right, Levi lost four to the odds. Got some doo doo. I'm gonna touch my tongue to this poop. Mm. Yeah. Once again, when you lose, (laughs) you play. Oh. Yeah, so uh, Luke just Wagner
1: insert the biggest eye roll you possibly can by a woman and that's my response. Yeah,
0: so Luke Luke Wagner was there and uh, we played one of the odds for it and I lost. And the rules are when you play, you play. And if you lose, you play. You know, don't hate the player, hate the game. That's what I say. I
1: just want to thank Mark Sturmer for raising such a manly man.
0: Oh my god. Such
1: a faithful man. Notice I said Mark Sturmer, not Cindy Sturmer. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, I think that's your father's doing right there. Sure. <laughs> well, this morning, like we said, we are kicking off our Easter series, and yeah, I probably did end up kissing him at some point after that. I'm gonna trust I'm that sure. he brushed I definitely his teeth. Brush my teeth. I'm gonna just trust that. Before. You know, we're just gonna yeah. Anyway, so Easter explained. We're kicking off Easter explained, and this morning we're talking about what are the odds. What are the odds? The title of the this morning's message is what are the odds. What are the odds that Jesus is the Messiah? What are the odds that Jesus is actually faithful? What are the odds that Jesus actually died on the cross for you and I to live in freedom? What are the odds of that? What are the odds that what happened, what he did, what he did for us on that cross is actually true? So again, this morning we're talking about what are the odds?
0: You know, because in Christianity, sometimes we've asked the question, and the question can be asked, is it possible, could it be true, that everything that we believe about Jesus is fake? Could it be? That that everything that we know about God, everything he says he is, is it all just a hoax? Is it fake? Is it is it something made up? Or or is there a chance that Jesus happened to be in the right place at the right time and, and people started being like, Oh, Yo, you kind of looked like the Messiah? And he was like you know, I do kind of feel Messiah-like. <laughs> He's like, I'll, I'm going to go ahead and just walk out this Messiah thing and, and said, all right, from now on, I'm the Messiah. I'm going to just be a, be a good guy and finish this thing up and be the Messiah. Who, in, in all honesty, who has ever questioned that and asked themselves that question in their life? Give me a raise of hands. We got a few honest people in here today. A lot of us have. You have that question. Is Could this be fake? Like, is everything that I'm putting my trust in actually real? You know, yeah. it reminds me of this movie, uh, who has ever seen the Lego movie? A lot, a lot more people, people yeah. for this service than last service. No kidding. I think two people saw it last service. Yeah. And I felt really embarrassed that I had seen it because then I felt like a kid for watching it. And, and I was not a kid whenever I watched this. But a lot of you have seen it. Y'all understand. Well, if you've seen the Lego movie, you know that what happens is there's this normal guy. His name is Emmett. And he's just super normal, going about his regular life, works a job, the most average Joe you could possibly imagine. Nothing special to the guy. He's just a great guy, normal guy. Kind of a lot like, Don't you dare. Uh, no, I'm just Don't joking. you dare. <laughs> but uh, just super normal guy. And as he's going through the movie, there's this plot where there's this bad guy and he has this evil weapon. Spoiler if you haven't seen it, but the evil weapon is super glue because he's gonna like glue Lego it's pieces hot. together. Just, and yeah. the guy is gonna like, he's gonna try and destroy the world. So there's this ninja Lego lady who's going and she's trying to find the piece of resistance, which is the cap to the super glue, okay? <laughs> and so she is on the, like, she is on mission, she's on search. Typical like born movie style. She is after this piece. And what happens is Emmett, he's a regular guy. He's going to work one day, construction site, doing his job. Well, he trips and he falls in this huge hole at his work. And he goes down this little cave and he sees this massive red cap for the super glue. And he's like, what in the world is this? And whenever he touches it, he like passes out. And what happens is Ninja Lady, when he wakes up, she's like, oh my gosh, like, You're the special one. Like, you're the guy that's going to save us. And in reality, he was just a normal guy who just happened to fall in a hole, be in the right place at the right time. In reality, maybe it was supposed to be her that found the peace because she was already there, but it just happened to be him because he was in the right place at the right time. And honestly, sometimes I think we can ask the question, is, is that what happened to Jesus? You know, is it possible that even Jesus cleverly moved about in his life, doing the right things and deceived all those women and men and even mm-hmm. us to make us believe that he was something that he really wasn't. Is that possible? You know, a, lo- a, lot, of in this, a lot of us in this room today, uh, we actually, most of us in here, who has a bank account? Raise your hand, okay? Who has a hundred dollars. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, So most of in this room, a lot of us have bank accounts. Well, believe it or not, most of the people in this room are about a four digit code away from your bank account being completely wiped out. Did you know that? That's pretty. That's pretty mm. fun, isn't that? Yeah, it's it exciting. <laughs> well, it may seem kind of crazy, but believe it or not, in a four-digit code, there are actually ten thousand possibilities of combinations in a four-digit code. So that's a little that that makes it a little easier. Or even let's say, like, talk about our identity. Who in here has a social security number? Sweet, I knew I could get a lot of hands <laughs> with that. Awesome. Um. So all a lot we have social security numbers. Well, in a in a nine-digit In a nine-digit code and number, there are over three million options of combinations in a nine-digit number, which is pretty cool. And when you look at these things, or or who's ever ever signed up for like a banking app or something like that, and they ask you some really crazy questions like, what's the name of your first dog or something like that, yeah? All right, Uh, or uh, where were you born? What was the model of your first car? A funny one to me is your mother's maiden name. I feel like anybody could find that out. Like, I don't know why that's a sacred thing, like, hard to figure out, but apparently it is. And so they ask you these things, and what do they do that for? They do that so that way you can protect who you are and what is yours. Am I right? Mm-hmm. They do that so that way you can be sure and know that at the end of the day you've got all of these options for combinations. That if you know this combination, the chances of someone being able to steal your identity, break into your bank account, use your Netflix without your permission—sorry, <laughs> Papa Kyle—use uh, your Netflix without your permission—that the the, the, the chances permission. of that happen happening are pretty low. But we got to ask ourselves the question: Is it is As people, if we're willing to go to such extents, to such great lengths to protect who we are and protect what's ours, wouldn't you think that the Creator would go to the same extent to protect the identity of the Messiah? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you imagine that God would go to the same extent, if not further? You're talking about a nine-digit yeah. code, over three million yeah. possibilities. Don't you think God would go to the same extent to make sure that whenever it comes to knowing who Jesus is, we knew that we weren't following a fake Messiah, that he was really the one right. that God says he is? And that's something we're going to talk about today.
1: Yeah, this morning we're going to talk about how how God set up prophecies, In the Old Testament, before Jesus ever existed, that lined up exactly with what Jesus came and did. The fulfillment of the prophecies that God did. So here are a few prophecies that are fulfilled by Jesus. It's a lot. So just take notes, look at the screen and pay attention all at the same time. The first one is Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. We see in Micah 5.2 that there's a prophecy that Bethlehem would produce a ruler. And then we know in Matthew uh, 2.1 and Luke that Jesus fulfills that by being born in Bethlehem, right? And that was 700 years later. Seven hundred years was the first was the prophecy, and the fulfillment happened seven hundred years later. The second one is the Messiah would be born a virgin. Isaiah also prophesies to a king at the time and says that says this word for word that a sign that a sign would come to you and a son would be born of a virgin. A, A virgin would conceive. A son, and you'll name him Emmanuel. And we see that fulfillment happen in Matthew and Luke. What happens? In Matthew, he shares the story of Jesus' birth, and they say that his name is Emmanuel. And then in Luke, there's the angel that shares with Mary, hey, you're not married, so that means that you are still a virgin, and you're gonna conceive a son before all of that. And then you're also gonna name him Emmanuel. So we see a prophecy and a fulfillment. The next one we're going to look at is a massacre of children would happen at Messiah's birthplace. We see in Jeremiah that he is prophesying that weeping would happen over Bethlehem. That was before Jesus was ever born. And if you know in the story of Matthew, 600 years later, that's when King Herod summoned to have all of the firstborn sons. Some of you are shaking your head. You're like, yeah, I I did know that. You're shaking your head 600 years before that. Herod summoned to have all of the firstborn sons killed. And there was a weeping that happened because of that in Bethlehem. The fourth one is Messiah would be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. In Psalms 41, it's David prophesying and he says, those that I trust are going to turn against me. Those people that I am closest to are going to turn against me. And it's also in Zechariah. And what do we know happens in the New Testament? Jesus is betrayed by Judas, the one he trusted. Amen. Yeah a prophecy, and then a fulfillment. And we're not done. We have number five, Messiah would be spat upon and struck. We see in Isaiah 50 that he says that, he says that, um, sorry, I can't read my own handwriting. (laughs) He's going to turn his back on the, or he's going to take a beating. He's prophesying what Jesus has to walk through. Up until his his crucifixion and all of the turmoil that he has to go through. And then of course we see that fulfilled in Matthew 26, 67, when we know the story of Jesus and how he was bit, he was beaten and he was spit at. The exact words that, that Isaiah said, that I will I will receive spit on my face, Jesus actually walked that out. The next one is Messiah would be crucified with criminals. We see in Isaiah fifty three twelve it actually says that you're numbered with transgressors, transgressors. And we know that Jesus was on the cross with two transgressors, right? It was transgressor, it was Jesus Christ, and then it was the second transgressor. He didn't know that. He had no idea that that was going to happen. And then we see that happen in Matthew 27 and then also in Mark. And can we talk about the crucifixion for just a second? Can we talk about the fact that it was actually written out in Psalms 22 by David. There's a scripture in Psalms 22 that says, prophesied and written in his crying and his despair that you have nailed my hands and you have pierced my feet. David had no idea what crucifixion was. It didn't exist. Crucifixion didn't happen until 1,000 years later. How in the world did he know that that was exact things were going to happen? There were going to be nails that are pierced through my hands. And I encourage you to go and read all of Psalms 22 because it's a direct reflection of the suffering that happened to Jesus Christ. And not just the suffering but also the rejoicing. And so, of course, we see that happen um, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They all can quote what happens to Jesus. And the last one, the very last one is the Messiah would resurrect from the dead. Come on. That glorious day that we know. It's prophesied in Psalm 16, and it's also prophesied in Psalms 49. And then we see it happen in Matthew 28 and in Acts 22. Prophecy, fulfillment something impossible, but Jesus comes in and he does it. Can I read this to you, John 19, 28. After this, Jesus, knowing all that all things had already been done, accomplished in order that the scripture would be fulfilled, said, I am thirsty. Thirsty, let me tell you this. Jesus was on a mission with the Father to see prophecy fulfilled. He was on a mission that his father said, I'm going to create these scenarios. I'm going to prophesy this in the Old Testament, and I'm going to birth you, and you're going to be on mission to make that happen.
0: Yeah, and when we look at the, the power of prophecy, you know, first off is that anyone can prophesy or make predictions, am I right? Anybody in here, you can make some kind of prediction about the future, but what makes that thing impressive your predictions or your prophecies impressive is whenever it actually happens and comes to pass mm-hmm. and not just that it's whenever those predictions that you make include the actions and reactions yeah. of other people so it's not just about you doing what you said you were going to do but it's about other people doing things that that's you right. said that they were going to do and that's what makes it impressive for us to kind of understand how impressive it is that this happens I'm going to do this I'm going to make prophecies or predictions about the rest of my day and then we'll see how kind of, how this kind of makes sense and how this plays out. Who wants to see me make some predictions about the rest of my day? Yeah. All right, all right, let's, let's see. Go for it. All right, uh, number one. Uh, and Are then, you going to let
1: them know if it actually happens? Yeah,
0: yeah, I'll, I'll let oh, you know okay. on my Instagram story later whether or not all these things happen uh, oh tonight gosh. before I go to sleep. All right, so number one, uh, first thing I'm going to predict is whenever I leave here, I'm going to pull out in front of in a very safe way and not a belligerent way. I'm going to pull out in front of a red truck whenever I Why leave don't you here. let
1: him pass and then you pull out?
0: Well, he's far enough away. Okay. I could tell I'm in my prediction. Safe. I could tell. He's far enough okay. away I could pull out in front of him. It. So it's going to be in front of a red truck. Second thing that I'm going to say is going to happen to me today is I'm going to go get Cane's for lunch. Come on. Can I get an amen? Come prophecy. on. Can I get an amen about okay, that? I can, I, I can feel I the, feel the Lord, yeah. I can feel the spirit moving in my yeah. already. I'm telling you, bro. I'm about to come up and just start like worshiping. All right. I felt
1: that one. Yeah. Can, we, can we get some <laughs> prayer? All right.
0: So uh, let's see. The next thing I'm going to do is I'm guessing that whenever I get to Cane's, there's going to be someone there that knows me, and they're going to call me by a childhood nickname of mine. Do you have one? I have several. Oh. Okay. Superman well, 2.0, um, <laughs> Mr. Awesome, a lot of stuff like that. No, You're I'm just kidding. not. Okay. Yeah, uh, the, <laughs> stuff like that. Mr. Batman. No, just small stuff. The All right, number. so. Anybody None of those that? are accurate. None of those are accurate. <laughs> okay, so next thing that's going to happen is whenever I get home, I'm going to eat my lunch. And my prediction is I am going to receive a full one-hour massage from my spouse. <laughs> Come on. Can we see if that happens? Come on. We want to see that. The Lord is going to move. I feel He's like all the women
1: the women in the house are like, um, she's eight months pregnant. Shouldn't you be doing the massaging?
0: That just turned me into... That does turn me into a bit of the, the bad person in this yeah. scenario. Yeah. yeah,
1: you did it to yourself. All right, let's see.
0: Let me do one or two more. Uh, next thing is I am predicting that whenever I'm at my house, let's get Pastor Mark involved. He is going to, I sold, I sold you a handgun about five or six years ago, he's going to show up to my house this evening and he's going to give me that back. <laughs> Come on, let's go. Does that Come on, mean you want Come it on let's start praying. Come on, We're going to intercede. Come on, I can feel the spirit moving already. Yeah, so <laughs> he's just going to give it back to me free of cost with ammo. Come on, I feel like it's, it's moving. It's he's like, just like
1: adding the stuff. All right, so it.
0: and then the last thing is before I go to sleep, I'm going to get a phone call from someone and they're going to give me they're going to give me a million dollars.
1: Oh, okay. Come on.
0: Like, do y'all see this? Like, I'm, is it the only me? I'm like, <laughs> I'm zoned so. in here. So whenever we look at a lot of my predictions for the rest <laughs> of my day, the reality is, is that a few of them make perfect sense and right. seem like they could happen. For instance, right. me getting canes for lunch. That's happening. Amen. You know, like there, there's no questions about that, you know. Um, or even the one-hour massage. Yep. We all know that's happening. Come on, can I get I'll an amen? Yeah. I'll fulfill even that prophecy right Pastor now. Pastor Mark giving, kidding, me the, giving me the handgun. Come on, that's going to happen. Am I right? Come on, can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? All right, come on, yeah. Uh, and some of the things that I said, let's agree, seem pretty impossible. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. Well, the truth is, is that as impossible as the things that I said, including... The massage and the handgun. It's impossible as those those seem. The truth is, is that the prophecies about Jesus seem just as impossible, if not more, than what I just said. It's true. More impossible than what I just said. But it's amazing that somehow we still see them come to pass. And what does that do? That tells us the power of what's happening. That tells us the power of what's going on. So I want to do this. We're going to look at a study, we're going to look at a mathematical study that looks into the probability of the Jesus Christ being the Messiah, the probability that one person could fulfill all of the prophecies that we see Jesus fulfill in the Bible. Come on, who, looks, who likes looking at some mathematics studies? Okay, like one person. Yeah. All right, I'm like, I'm look, you guys lie. can <laughs> go next week, we'll have, no, it's going to be good, it's going to be good. Um, Now, I will say going into this, uh, this was done by a professor at Westmont College. This was done with several different classes where they were all working together. It wasn't one person by himself. And then even once they got all this together, they were very conservative numbers. They brought it before multiple boards to review it to make sure that what they were saying made sense and it was accurate. And even they brought it before skeptics Mm -hmm. who agreed that these numbers were accurate. And not even just accurate, conservative numbers yeah. to see one person fulfill all these prophecies. So it's something you definitely, uh, numbers that you definitely can't trust. But I want us to look at a few of them here today. Come on, who's ready? Ready. Who's ready? Ready. All right. We're going to look at the odds. What are the odds that Jesus fulfills one prophecy And this one prophecy that we're going to look at specifically is that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem, okay? The odds that a person would be born in Bethlehem, you can go ahead and bring that up. This is the chances that Jesus in his day and age would have been born in Bethlehem. And now these chances are based on population calculations, okay? And so it's one in 300,000, okay? Who would agree that that seems pretty not possible? Am I right? Like one in 300,000 is pretty low. To make sure everyone understands how this works is if I were to take 10 pennies and I were to draw on one, put it in a bucket, you look away and pick one, the chances of you grabbing that one, there's a one in 10 chance. See how it works? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how that works. I want to do this. I want us to see exactly kind of what it would look like to see Jesus fulfill this prophecy. You could go ahead and bring this up. All right. So this is a container of beans. Who likes to eat that's beans? a lot of beans. Who likes eating beans? You don't. All right, we're going to eat all of these beans before we leave, okay? So everybody, come <laughs> out. No, I'm just kidding. All right, so this container is filled with 30,000 beans, okay? 30,000. Now, remember, the number that we're looking at is 1 in 300,000. So because having 10 of these up here would have been a lot, we're just going to go ahead and just do this. So each of these beans is going to represent 10 chances, okay? So the chances that we get this are actually 10 times less likely in reality than they are this morning. Does that make sense to everyone? Yes. All right, well look, I want to do this. I need to get someone to help. Uh, Joey, could you come help me out for a second? Leave your McDonald's headgear on.
1: They're still friends, Oh I said leave it on.
0: I would like an extra large fry, please.
1: (laughs) But don't take too long.
0: All right, (laughs) so this is what we're going to do. Does this bean satisfy you? All right, Elle's going to go ahead and draw on this bean real quick. Um, What she's going to do is she's going to draw on this bean, Joey, in a second. I'm going to put this back in. I'm going to mix it. You're not going to look. You're also not going to look at the screen. You're going to look away. And then once I'm done, you have to look away and you have to pick the bean out of this container. All right. Who thinks Joey can do it? Come on. Who (laughs) thinks Joey can do it? All right. If you do it, (laughs) then you have to do one out of 10 to make sure it still worked because each one represents 10. So all right. That's not exactly how that math works, but we're going to pretend that's how it works for this morning. All right. Here we go. That's good. Okay. All right, Joey, review that bean. Make sure it is marked. Indeed, you happy with that? All right, everyone, he's happy with that. All right, so once you look away, I'm going to mix this in.
1: Yeah, there, that way.
0: This don't is so. I I gotta say, this is really therapeutic to do. Like just doing this right here, I, <gasps> I could do this all them. day. Sorry, your chances just got better, Joey. I spilled some.
1: <laughs> I put <pull> one back.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Joey, look away. I need you to reach in and grab the chosen you find bean.
1: Find that
0: bean. And I'm telling you, if you that pull it out, insane. oh. Let's see. No, no dude. <laughs> like, like was like, if he would have chosen it, I would have spun it somehow. <laughs> He's the Messiah. And we're like, all like, right. So, so he, didn't, he didn't pick the right being, okay? So, as silly as it honestly was to have him come up here and do this, at a 10 times better chance than the reality is, that right there, and here you could go ahead and take this. Thank you so much. That right there shows us the chances. Just the one prophecy that Jesus was born mm-hmm. in Bethlehem. So already, mm-hmm. who can agree that we're, we're off to a pretty crazy start? Yep. That's pretty one. Crazy. All right. So let's do this. We're going to look at the chances that Jesus fulfills eight prophecies. Okay? Eight prophecies. I want you to go ahead and bring that number up on screen. Who knows what that number is? Uh, I was informed by a teacher after last <laughs> service that, it is, that is 100 quadrillion I guess. Don't take my word for that. Someone else told me that. Um, that number is pretty amazing. Who can understand the significance of that number? Like you can grasp what that is. That's, I see it. I think a kid raised their hand. All right, you're a genius. All right. Uh, so to get to get a better understanding as to what this number means, I'm going to lay it out for you in a way that makes sense. If you were to take, who knows what a silver dollar is? It's a it's a decent amount bigger than a quarter. If you were to take silver dollars, and stack them up two foot high, it's about two foot, but not just stack them up two foot high, and completely cover the entire state of Texas, okay, with these silver dollars, the entire thing, every bit of the surface area, okay, and you were to take one of them and put a mark on it, kind of like we did the bean, and throw it in there and then stir the whole thing up, then take somebody, blindfold them, put them at the Put them at the state line and tell them to walk as far as they wanted to go. And eventually when they got to where they thought the silver dollar was, stay blindfolded, reach down, dig in there or pick it up off the top and grab the single silver dollar that we marked. That mm-hmm. is the equivalent of this, these odds right here. Okay? Who in here thinks that that's remotely possible? No. <laughs> that's the chances that eight prophecies... We're fulfilled by Jesus. All right, so this is what we're going to do. I need somebody who's willing to go to Texas. Who wants to go? Okay, we got to go. You got couple, your no, mind no, mind got you, kid. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, which, it's amazing. And this, this number, again, yeah. 100 yeah. quadrillion, that's 10 to the 17th power. It's amazing. That's eight. Now, I want to do this. I want to look at one more example. We're going to look at the chances that 48 prophecies are fulfilled by Jesus. Come on, who wants to see that number? All right, 48. I want you to go ahead and pull that number on screen. That's a lot. Honestly, this number doesn't mean much to me because it's just a lot of zeros. This number is 1, I mean, it is 10 to the 157th power, okay? To understand how that works, if you have 3 to the third power, okay, that equals 27 because that's 3 times 3, which is 9, times 3, which is 27, okay? So it would be 10 times 10, that number times 10, that number times 10, and you go on 157 times, all right? That's what this number is. Who needs a little bit of help understanding what this number, like, because you just don't understand how big this is. Okay, that's what I thought. What I think we can narrow it down a little bit for us, okay? Who, who knows what an electron is? Quite a few people. Electron is a part of an atom, and it's actually the f- smallest part of an atom. Um, and what happens, if you were to take electrons, okay, very small, incredibly small, it would take 2.5 times 10 to the 15th power, all right, I want you to go ahead and pull up that next number. Yes, it would take this many electrons, okay, if you were to line them up where they were touching each other, back to back to fill up one inch, to stretch across one inch, okay? Oh, wow. uh, I don't know, I didn't hear any audible gasps. Yeah. I don't know if y'all understand. Like, I think I just got that this service. And this, heard this many electrons to stretch <laughs> one inch, okay? To help you understand how many that is, okay? If you were to lay them side by side 1 inch and if you were to count 250 of them 250 electrons per minute that's 4.1 per second who can count that fast 4.1 things per second no one that's impossible but if you somehow were able to count 4.1 of these per second day and night it would take you 19 million years to count the amount of electron, electrons in 1 inch 19 million years at 4.1 per second. Now I want you to go ahead and bring up the next figure. Compare those two numbers, okay? Do y'all see the magnitude? Like the bottom number would take you 19 million years to count, all right, at 4.1 per second. And that's not even a, that's the smallest fraction of the above number, which in short, That's crazy, okay? Like, who could agree that's a little crazy? Yeah. Yeah, That's what I I thought. And look, you got to understand, this is 48, okay? We're talking about just a few of the hundreds of prophecies that were fulfilled by Jesus. You know, we're talking anywhere from the mid-300 prophecies to even they have a man, his name was Alfred Edersham. And he believes it's 456, but anywhere from the mid 300s to the mid 400s, prophecies that were fulfilled by one person, yeah. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, is insane. Yep. Is insane. Like the number, it's it's wild. You know. In conclusion, the professor that actually did this study, he 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 made this statement. I, I think it's powerful for us to hear today. It says, any man. Who rejects Christ as the Son of God is rejecting a fact proved perhaps more absolutely than any other fact in the world.
1: That's our Messiah. Than any other
0: fact in the world. I want to read a scripture uh, to us this morning, and it's it's found in John chapter three verse sixteen. It says. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. The chances of these prophecies being fulfilled by one person is completely impossible without divine interaction and purpose. The chances that you're talking Mid three hundreds to mid four hundreds prophecies. I mean, you saw the number at just forty eight. The chances that all of that being fulfilled by one person, impossible, impossible. Can we all agree that? Without divine interaction and purpose. And you may ask me. You say, "Well, what is what is the purpose of all this?" Because frankly, I think most of us, when we get deep into these numbers. Or like, okay, this is too much, like I don't even get this, like this is, God's doing a little too much here. Well, what's the purpose of this too much, of this excessiveness? The purpose of this entire thing is you. Do you know that? Do you understand that? The purpose for all of this, God going to such extents, yeah. telling, having so many people hear his voice and write things down and go here, that, this, and then all of it happening. The whole purpose for all of that is you. For those who are believers, it's so you can know that Jesus is going to do what he says he's going to do. That yeah. whenever you get... That whenever you get in a tough point in your life, in your yeah. week, in your day, and you start to question whether or not Jesus yeah. is going to follow through with what he says in the Bible. Come on, I know we are, yeah. we, we've all been yeah. there and we're all there. You can know that if God's going to go to the extent, right. just so that way you know that, that Jesus is who he says he is, that he's going to take care of you. That's right. And for those of you in here, and for those of you watching online that, that maybe, you, maybe you don't even know Jesus, Maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus. He went through all of this and did all of this just so that way you could have a relationship with him. He did it for your heart. All of this stuff, and and this is just part of it. He went through all of this so that way you could have life. He didn't do, that's the whole reason for it is so that way you can know that Jesus has the power and the capability to be here for you in your time of need. Whenever you feel like no one else is there for you, Jesus is there for you. That's why he did all this. And we're not talking about, look, we talk about these numbers. We're not talking about a four digit code to protect your bank account or a nine digit code to protect your identity. We're talking about astronomical level numbers that don't, that don't even make sense because that's how much God cares about you as an individual. That's how much he cares. If everyone could just go ahead and stand to their feet this morning. The scripture said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but will have eternal life. And I wanna wanna speak to two groups this morning. First, to the believers in the house, you're a Christian, you serve the Lord, you love the Lord. I wanna tell you, If God will go that far, just so we'll know who Jesus is, how far do you think he's gonna go for you? He's gonna go that far, because that's how far he went. He's gonna go that far for you. Whenever you doubt, whenever you're scared, whenever you're depressed, whenever you're anxious, whenever you're unsure, when you feel attacked, when things don't make sense, you can look at these numbers that realistically Mm -hmm. don't make any sense to us in our human minds, and you can know that God went that far for you in that moment. And for those of you here today that maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want you to know that God the Father and Jesus Christ went that far for you. So that way you can have an opportunity for salvation. You can have an opportunity to stop living your life running by yourself. To stop living your life chasing after things and and feeling that... No matter how far you go, that you've got an eternity to go on. God came and he he gave his, Jesus gave his life. God gave his son so that way you wouldn't have to live like that. So you can live a life of purpose. You can live a life full of joy and peace and love. He did all that for you. I want to do this. If everybody could just bow their head and, and close their eyes this morning. I want to give you an opportunity. If you're in here today and you say, Pastor Levi, honestly, I don't have a relationship with Jesus. You've been talking about this guy, Jesus, the whole time. Don't really know him, never accepted him. I want to tell you something, that today you can accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you can begin a walk of salvation across the rest of your life. And not just people in this room, if you're watching online, and maybe you're listening to a podcast, or you're watching the video, and and you're in your spot, and you say, I don't know Jesus. I don't have a relationship with him. Jesus did all this. God did all this, so that way you could. And right now, in this moment, He wants to be able to just, he wants to save you. And the culmination of everything he's done over thousands of years has led to this moment where he wants to be here just for you. Do you understand that? Just for you. If you're in here today and you say, Pastor Levi, I don't have a relationship with Jesus, but but I want it. I want to know Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, and I'm ready to accept him. I want you to do this. If you're in here today, I want you to be so bold to raise your hand right now. Come on, raise your hand right now. If you're in here today and you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to encourage you raise your hand right now because He is here for you. If you're online and you want to know Jesus, you want to accept Him, thank you. If you want to know Jesus and you want to accept Him, you can do it right now. You don't have to be here. God's not stuck here he's right there with you and he's ready to encounter you all you have to do is open up your heart and say yes if there's anyone else is there anyone else who's ready is there anyone else ready I want to do this I want everyone to say this prayer with me this morning and if you've accepted Jesus I especially want you to say this with me this morning say father I need you I'm done doing life without you. I want to accept you as my Savior, my King, my Lord. I want to turn away from everything I was, and I want to turn to you. Come into my heart and change me. Right now, Father, I pray for every single person that's in this room today who is giving their life to you. And I pray for every person that's watching online that is is saying, "I, I, I wanna know you. I wanna have a relationship with you. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you encounter them right now where they are, that you will fill their hearts, that they will know you like they've never known you before and that you will be their God, Father, that you will be their Savior. We thank you. We love you. Come on, church, and it's in the mighty name of Jesus Christ we pray, and everyone said amen and amen. Come on, church, we can do better than that. Let's put our hands together for people, amen. Yes, indeed, yes, indeed. Well, church, don't forget, he went this far for you, he's gonna go this far for you. And don't forget, next week, you do not want to miss Easter Explained. We continue, it's gonna be amazing. You guys have an amazing day. If you're in a red truck, Try to let me pull out in front of you. I'll see you guys at Cane's. All right.